Carol Ofori, yeah. East Coast Radio, Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Well, good morning, Wendy Nola. How are you? Hello, Carol Ofori. I'm just peachy. How are you? <laughs> That's always a good way to start a Thursday. Well, let's jump into our first scenario, shall okay. we? Okay. All right, here we go. Early January, booked my car in at the local dealership, VW dealership, uh, for not a service. Something was wrong with the back door it wasn't locking and also the stop start button wasn't working before we booked it in we called in and found out whether it was still going to be covered under our warranty plan and the the person said yes when we booked it in by that afternoon they phoned and said actually it's not covered and that we would have to pay seven thousand rand cash for the fixing of whatever was wrong and they had already opened up a job tag for for the job then we were advised to maybe take extra cover for one and a half years which but that afternoon i had to the 10,000 rand to extend the cover and the next day we got a call from the manager saying no because the job card was already opened the new warranty plan will not cover the fixing of whatever was wrong they asked us for our banking details to give us back our money and give us back the car so I just want to know what are my my rights in this situation Mm, interesting one I have so many questions. It's, it's, it's warranty plans and warranty plans. She calls it a plan, which tells me that it's probably an aftermarket warranty, which has a much less uh, protection, much has far more exclusions than the, uh, the warranty you get from the OEM, from the original equipment manufacturer. In other words, the brand you, you bought the car from, so it would have a three-year or five-year or whatever warranty. So that's quite material. So I don't know whether it wasn't covered because that plan ran out or because um, there was an exclusion on, you know, it doesn't cover window not working and stop started only covers mechanical things so there's a lot of questions there and that's just a, a learning for listeners is that you must never assume that the warranty you buy so-called aftermarket from an insurance company is going to be anything like the, the cover that you get when you have a, the original warranty that comes with the car in its first year so that's the first always read the terms and conditions and most importantly the exclusions for what's, what's not covered if i have a question um this is a little tricky one as i say without having more information yeah. but i mean my, my simple answer would be um well can't they help it out there you can open a new job card um, and let it be covered by the new warranty. Um, but um, as I suppose <laughs> there are systems there that it would flag, it would be a problem. It just does sound like, okay, pay 10,000 rand for another, uh, for more cover, and um, but actually it doesn't cover this job. Would it have covered it anyway? Um, I don't know those sort of faults that she's talking about. So I suppose the ultimate advice, and sorry I can't be more specific because I don't have all the information at hand, but, but um, never assume things. So know for sure what your various warranties cover when they start when they expire that you're in control of that information and you can make informed choices but certainly that i can understand that leaving a bad taste in my bus would be if you're going to take out another one um have a look at the terms and conditions because anyway i don't think it would have covered what she wanted it to cover so you're looking at ten thousand rand plus now you want to pay an extra for this job because it's not actually covered by the warranty it's a minefield carol we could spend three whole shows talking about this but that's as much as i can say for now oh okay all right Uh-oh. here's another one <laughs> Hi Wendy, it's Ms. Kerry from Peter Marisburg. Well, I purchased the phone from a small shop in Peter Marisburg like four months back. And they said that it was brand new. It did come with the box. I checked up the phone, but they told me there was no guarantees or returns or repairs. Now I'm having endless problems with this phone. 
the apps don't work properly, it shuts down, it overheats. So I went back to the shop and they said that I need to pay for repairs. So how about can I go with this? Um, it's only one year old. I just bought it. They promised that it was brand new, but now it's giving me endless problems. Please help, Wendy. What is she doing? Oh, okay. I thought she said it's only one year old and then earlier she said that she bought it four months ago. So I'm going to go with four months because that would make it within the Consumer Protection Act warranty period. That's the golden period for six months in terms of which Section 56, you're entitled to your choice of a refund, replacement or repair if something goes wrong in that time. So it should be as simple as that. The shop is required regardless of any other warranty that comes from the supplier or doesn't come from the supplier, the retailer is responsible uh, for that defect in the first six months. So if um, it's it's broken and it clearly is, um, they, she's entitled to a refund. And But getting it is another story, Carol. And I just want to say something about these phones that come from these small little outlets. Often they are imports. It's not um, illegal to sell a grey import. It just means that the usual repair channels that honour the warranties, etc., don't apply. So you, so you on your own, or the the um, store needs to take responsibility, and they have their own uh, repair channels. And it's not anything like if you're dealing with a, a phone that's sold by the authorised agent in this country. So. You know, you might get a good price, but if something goes wrong, it becomes very expensive indeed in time and money and hassle and frustration and all the rest. But bottom line, she she should go back to that stock. Welcome to mention my name. She is four months old. It's not working. They must refund or replace the phone, whatever her choice. Okay, all right. All right, Wendy, we're going to get some more questions and then we'll be back with uh, more questions from everyone and just to get some help from you. So please stay on the line with us. Okay, Wendy, we have another scenario ready. Okay. Let's go. First, I have a question for you all. My daughter is going to the crash. In February, we, the crash fees are 250 a month. So we paid 250 rand with balance. Now, my baby only went for five days in February. Do I give the 50 rand balance or I don't give it? Your opinions, please, guys. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, yes, you get it as the short answer because it is a contract um, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't the unless it was the crash uh, provider's choice to close down and not provide the service if she elected not to send the child for whatever reason then absolutely yes you she's obliged to pay the full amount and give the appropriate notice period and all that that's very standard practice so it wouldn't be very viable business if people didn't meet their contractual obligations to pay a certain amount for a service if, if they choose not to go i mean imagine there would be no chance for, for starters if yeah. people didn't pay when they, if they only paid when they went yeah so yes absolutely that that 50 rand would be due and she would be entitled that crash owner to take action if it wasn't paid in full yeah absolutely okay i think what what we she probably is referencing as well as you know we come from lockdown where parents were forced to take their kids in and still pay for school fees even though their kids were at home the schools are not operating etc and that was very contentious that, that was time. hugely contentious yeah. as well because I mean they were keeping full demanding full fee and mm. but there was no they were actually enriching themselves because even if they still had to pay salaries and rent and everything else they weren't paying food and a lot of those little questions with the little there's food and preparation and all that and yes as you say very contentious but this isn't this is not that yeah, I thought absolutely. it was going to be that but it's it, it's not in 2022 now. Absolutely. All right, here's our next scenario. Hi, Carol. Great show. Thank I you. just want to ask uh, Wendy Nola, uh, if we still have accounts and loans and stuff that we we had and uh, it was not paid, I mean, not an installment paid due to COVID and stuff, uh, things were hard and I couldn't pay my installments and stuff and 
it's been like almost a year. I never paid any installments on the, those oh, accounts. Gosh. Uh, so, do these accounts fall off or can it be uh, written off? Is there a way or is there a place that I can contact and get it written off if that's possible? Mm. Thank you. What happens, oh, yeah. gosh. First of all, I want to just say to everybody, um, so many of us from COVID and beyond mm. are in um, a world of financial pain. I mean, just my inbox is, is, is a place of misery. And um, so... I, uh, no judgment if people who fall behind in payments, especially at this time. Mm. Um, but I'm very surprised that um, that caller isn't sure what happens because um, stores are just, you know, pandemic or no pandemic, they just write things off. So they, he should have been getting a lot of heat from the uh, company's internal debt uh, collection division as well as, you know, after a year, there, there should have been a handover. So he should be feeling a lot of heat, as I say. So he should know exactly what he owes with all the interest to not pay for a year. is just a staggering thing. So first thing is, please don't leave things for a year. You've got to get in communication, ideally just before you get to the point where you're short paying or not paying at all and um, ask for some kind of payment plan. Um, the worst thing to do is say nothing and mm. hope it's going to go away because it won't. Yeah. As So what happens is debts do, uh, not, not state-related debts like TV and fines and it's all of that, but but a lot of debt does um, prescribe after three years. If if in three years you don't make a payment, you don't acknowledge the debt in any way, like saying I will pay when that's acknowledging, and you don't get summons for it. If in that time the debt prescribed and you're not legally required to pay it, your your defence would then be the debt has prescribed. Please close your file. Um, but you know. It, it's, just, it's unlikely that this debt will prescribe us, that nothing will happen in three years from the date of his last payment. So we're already here. And my suggestion would be definitely, um, it feels like, oh gosh, now it's all, I'm going to make this happen. It's not good. But make contact with all your creditors and come to some kind of arrangement to get on top of that debt. Um, you'll have to cut things down for a year or so to get on top of it. If you really can't, then another option is debt counseling. To go under debt review, that's for if you're severely over debt, you can't meet your repayment. They, you will, um, uh, the debt um, council will come up with a lump sum, negotiate with well, negotiate with your creditors, come up with a lump sum that you must pay until you get out of debt. You cannot get any new credit in that time, so it's quite serious. And please choose your debt counselor carefully. Go to the national credit regulator, go into the site and find the registered one. But um, yeah, that's a it's a long answer to a shortish question, but it covers so many things and affects so many people. So number one, never put your head in the sand and think it's going to go away. Yeah. Each month that goes by your potential problem becomes greater. Handle it um, head on. All the all the credit providers know that people that were otherwise in good financial standing have just been knocked off their feet mm. um, recently. And, and most are, are quite willing. They're, they're facing this all the time. They're willing to come to some kind of arrangement, but please don't ignore it. 100%. And I really do agree with you because even if you're not dealing with major corporations and you're dealing with a landlord, for example, just speaking yes. to a landlord when you see that the fire is there is so important then to try and evade calls hi da 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 four or five months later you're in court over something if you just said listen times are tough this is what's happened Uh, a lot of reasonable people will try and meet you somewhere in between especially if if you're paying something a complete non-payment is is, um, bringing disaster upon yourself sooner or later yeah I think the, the head in the sand thing is only for ostriches not for humans well said. Thank you. There's a quote for the day. I have made Absolutely. a Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. 
<laughs> I love it, Wendy. We'll chat again next Thursday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carol. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So we've banked a couple more uh, questions for Wendy. Please do send them through. We'll bank them and there will be the first batch of questions we'll pose to Wendy come Thursday for Consumer Watch. Okay. Uh, what a great. Carol Ofori. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.